Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tribe Church Podcast. This is a podcast designed for those who are interested in Tribe Church, its um, core values, beliefs. And starting September 16th, the messages that are delivered on Sunday. My name is Pastor Matt Dilley. My name is Pastor Carrie Dilley. And today we will be in our second study of the book of James. So as we get started here, if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you probably notice that my voice sounds drastically different Super deep. than it does on a normal day. And that is uh, because uh, the allergies have hit me really, really hard. Right. Really hard. Knocked me in my butt. So It's been really pleasant living with him these last few weeks. Yeah, I'm a peach. Um, so today, uh, she's right, we're continuing our uh, series in the book of James. And we're going to be starting with James chapter 2, verse 14. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? What we're going to do is we're going to outline um, three different lifestyles of faith um, and, and at the end tell you which one and it should be pretty obvious. Which the one, right one. Which one you should be going with. The right choice. We're picking uh, 2 Corinthians 13.5. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. So the first kind of lifestyle of faith is a, a faith that is dead. Uh, we're going to pick from James 2.17. In the same way, faith by itself, if not com- accompanied by action, is dead. And I know for um, you know my life growing up, my family uh, believed in Jesus, but we, you know, we didn't go to church Um and really, I mean, that's that's what we're called to do as Christians by mm-hmm. by not doing that. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean you have a dead faith, but it could be a dead like faith for sure. Um, and one of the things that we talk about is that you you will provide lip lip service to Jesus um, when when the occasions arise, but not a lifestyle. Your lifestyle doesn't match that. So Jesus comes up at you know uh, major life events, something is catastrophic, or someone has passed away, and. That's when Jesus comes mm-hmm. up, and that doesn't mean that Jesus can't uh, work in that moment. It right. doesn't mean that you no. don't uh, love Jesus, but it does mean though that you are you're providing lip service, but you're not backing that up with a lifestyle um, because you're not doing that on an everyday basis. You're not uh, living that Christian life and living community with believers. You're right. not um, sharing the gospel. Clear, we're pretty clearly called to live in community with other believers. Yeah, we might be big fans of that. It's called tribe for a reason, right? And then um, we want to make sure that people, you know, the dead faith, you, um, you're producing leaves, not fruit. Right? We talk about providing your life should, should bud fruit. Healthy things grow. All things that are healthy and, grow. And if you're not, um, you know, uh, demonstrating that either by bringing other people to uh, Christ or uh, actively serving and helping people, uh, you're, you're not actually providing fruit. Mm-hmm. The second uh, type of lifestyle of faith that we want to talk about is faith that is deceived. This comes from James two nineteen. It says, you believe that God is one, you do well, but even the demons believe and shudder. And I think what that says is, yes, you believe in God, but even the devil believes in God, like even Satan is believes in God. And so just believing in God is not enough. Um, and for me, this kind of echoes... Not necessarily the way that I grew up, because my parents kind of nailed it when we were growing up and continue to nail it on a day-to-day basis as far as living um, a life that I think 
Christ would want them to. Um, but I think that this is sort of what I have seen from people that I grew up with in church, um, that they step away from the faith. And so this is kind of like, well, you know better. Like you, for the people, maybe even the people who are in that sort of the faith is dead area, like if you don't go, if you believe in Jesus, but you don't go to church, then maybe you don't know that you should go to church or that you should be serving and helping other people, helping people reach the lost and things like that. Like, but these are the people who know better. Um, so they have the knowledge, but they don't have the change of lifestyle, um, and really what that is, is um, that's rebellion without repentance, um, doing things that you know that you shouldn't be doing and not repenting. And that doesn't really show any love for Jesus or, or respect for Jesus. Um, yeah, that's really all I have on that. Yeah, I think that I've seen so many Christians that they talk about their faith in Jesus and they even go to church, but they've not changed any aspect of their behavior whatsoever. Um Nothing that they that they lived, how they lived their life before Jesus and how they lived their life after Jesus looks exactly the same, and um, that's not how the relationship should be. And I think some Christians get it confused because they want to look at it as I need to do these things and then God will love me, God will accept me, and um, that's how they feel, and that's not accurate. God loves and accepts you in spite of the mistakes that you make, but because you love and respect Him, wouldn't you want to live your life differently? Right. The third thing is a faith that is dynamic. Um, James 2.22 says, You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And so we want to make sure that we talk about, and I just touched upon it there before we go into this last thing, that, of course, we understand that you know your faith, God's love for you and your ability to enter heaven and your ability mm-hmm. to be saved from your sins right. is not dependent on the actions it's not. that you take. It doesn't matter what you've done or what you will do. Right. Jesus will love you right. in spite of that right. as long as you you know ask for forgiveness. Right. The thing that we're trying to talk about, though, is that if you do, in fact, love him as he's called us to do and have right. a relationship with him as he's called us to do, wouldn't you change your behavior. Right. Like if you know that the God of the universe loves you and this is what he's asked out of your life, mm-hmm. wouldn't you do that? Not because he tells you to do it, but because you love him, like right. be- out of an outpouring of your love for him. And I, I just want to make sure we make that very clear. Cause I think so many churches are like, you know, you got to do these things and then God loves you. And it's like, no, there's no checklist for God. Like it's already done. Your, your love has already been secured. Your gift of everlasting life has already been given to you and all that's asked of you is to believe in him and Mm -hmm. have a relationship with him repent of those those things that you've done and jesus knows you're going to mess up jesus knows you're going to continue to make mistakes but the goal isn't to just keep you know uh, paul talks about this in romans should i just keep sinning so that grace and forgiveness can abound well it's like of course not of course not i gave the illustration of my my son you know when my son behaves in a, a way you know because i see it not because he's doing it. he's not doing it because i asked him to do it he's doing it because he loves me and he wants to demonstrate that love when i do something for you you know you may not have asked me to you know i don't know it's something i'll give a silly analogy but like take out the trash or do the dishes but i do those things because i love you and i know that it's important to you and right because i want you to feel that love. I mm-hmm. want to demonstrate that love for you. I do those things. It's not because you've given me a checklist and I have to finish those things. Right. And it's the same thing with our relationship with Jesus Christ. 
you're going to hear us use a lot of the same language over and over and over again throughout this podcast, throughout sermons that we preach on our signage, in our emails. You're going to he- there's going to be some things that you're going to um, hear over and over and over again. One of those things is everything that's healthy grows. And I think that really applies here. If you are a healthy Christian, you are a growing Christian for sure. And then the other thing that I I will never forget, like seeing these words for the first time, like even though we were like in the process of planting a church and it feels like a lot of our days and nights and and moments and thoughts are filled with um, reaching the people of Plainfield and planting this church, I was even convicted by this. And so I think that I don't know. I don't know if this is like a big reveal or whatever, because I think we've said it before, but the the phrase saved people serve people. Like if ta- if tribe church was a person, that would be tattooed somewhere on that person, like saved people serve people. I, I, I actually like I don't even think there's a better way to say it than that. I think right. it's so simple. I think it's so accurate like, you're telling me that you're saved. Cool. How are you serving? Because that's what saved people do. They serve people. And if I'm not saying if you're not serving, you're not saved. But if you're not serving, you're not acting like you're saved. Right. I am saying that. Right. Boom. So with the dynamic faith, James 2, 17, 18 says, In the same way, faith by itself, if not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what I do. So the first thing that dynamic faith really does is dynamic faith steps out. In uh, James 2.21, it says, Was not our ancestor Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? So we want to make sure that you know we are stepping out in faith. We are doing mm-hmm. things that sometimes um, don't make sense, that we are relying on God on. We like believe that, you know, and I'm not saying, you know, drag your son up to a mountaintop with no, a knife. Please don't misunderstand no, that analogy. <laughs> no, but, but I think, gosh, I just think every day we're living this out. We get to live this out every single day. And what's really cool, probably the, the coolest part about you and I living this out every day where we're stepping out and we're stepping out into Plainfield and we're, we're starting this church from scratch is watching the other people who've come alongside us. Like I've been texting your sister all day about tribe stuff. Um, and that is just so cool. Um, and so I, I think I see so many of our people doing this and man, if you don't feel like you have ever stepped out in faith, like dude, here's your opportunity. Like, this is it. Like, come, come and do this with us. That's, that's, that's what we're doing. We are stepping out every day. We are stepping out in faith. We are asking people for money and we are, you know, telling people, we've had people who said, I've never introduced myself to anyone. And I introduced myself to people tonight. Like we have people inviting coworkers to tribe and, and stepping out in faith and stepping out of their comfort zone. And it's just so cool to get to watch that and be a part of it. That's good. Those are exciting. Thank you. The second thing that a dynamic faith does is it speaks out. In James 2.25, it says, In the same way was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction. So as as Christians, we shouldn't be afraid to speak out. Now, we're big fans of, um, in, in our opinion, the way that you speak out is the way that you love out, if that right. makes sense. Like, yes. Because I think so many times people, you know, we're, so we're many not cr- asking 
you'd have write a bunch of stuff on Facebook. Right. So many so many Christians um, are known for uh, what they're against instead of what they're for. And, um, you know, at Tribe, we would rather hold up the answer instead of the crime. Amen. And so we want to make sure that we're holding up Jesus in uh, his everlasting love and forgiveness to everyone that uh, that we can, instead of holding up the things that uh, that we that we feel are against what God has asked, if that makes sense. So it doesn't mean those things are less true, but you know we're we're big proponents of making sure that and, and no one can hear no one can hear the message that you may have for them. Like you can't tell someone, hey, you know, this is a problem in your life. This is a sin in your life, without. Um, you demonstrating how much you love them first. If some stranger comes up to me and says, hey, you know, here's something that I think that uh, is distancing you from God, I'm going to say, hey, thanks a lot, stranger. I appreciate it. But that's not going to resonate with me. But if one of my close friends says, I think this is something that you struggle with, um, it's going to hurt, but I'm going to hear that so much more. Yes. So I want to make sure that we convey on this podcast that, you know, speaking out doesn't necessarily mean uh, like, calling people out for their mistakes, yes. yeah. but it means speaking out God's love for them right. in spite of that. And maybe speaking out in a small group in, in your within your own life group. That Absolutely. Would be, that would be a time when, you can, when you can speak truth into someone's life, but there are only a handful of people who are going to be able to speak truth into your life. Um, I love these people who are random friends on Facebook and they haven't talked in years. And then the Christian says, well, that's not what God would want you to do. Or, you know, the Bible says that's wrong. And it's like, you know, you may be right, but that doesn't mean you're not a jerk. You know what I mean? Like you're not. And that person, all you've done now is distance them from you and from God. You've lost all influence to speak into their life Mm -hmm. instead of loving on that person, demonstrating God's love for them in spite of it. And then when the opportunity strikes, when they are will. ready to hear, yes. Yeah, God will God will open those doors. God, if there's something that you really feel like you need to tell someone, a hard truth that you need to tell someone, God will provide that time. But I pe- promise. But people want to rush that. Right. And they're like, hey, but I said this on the internet. I've done my job. I've spoke out. And now they're going to live a different life. And it's like, well, no. No, they're not. You know what I mean? In fact, no. they're, they may live a worse life. You know, and that, it's no one's intention. They think that they're helping instead of realizing that that's never going to get through to that person. And think about it. Like, think about those people who did, you know, that I know who have come to church. They've come to church not by some stranger inviting them. That usually doesn't happen. It's no. someone that they know and care right. about and trust say, hey, this church has meant a lot to me, and I would really love it if you come. Or if you are living your life in such a way that they're like, whoa. There's a change. Something has happened. I see it in your life, and I, I want in on that. Absolutely. The third thing that dynamic faith does is it works out. James 2.26 says, As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. So with you know faith without action, faith without serving mm-hmm. and loving people, because it's one thing to say, I love you. It's another thing to show them. Right. That you love them. Demonstrate that you love them. Uh, faith without deeds is dead. It's a dead faith. And it doesn't mean you don't have faith, but it's just not an active faith. And we want to have active faiths. And if you look at Jesus, Jesus spent his time with the people that were, you know, the, the people that no one else wanted to spend time with. The very worst of the worst. The right. one that all the other Christians couldn't stand. They wouldn't that they wouldn't that they wouldn't allow. They're like, you know, we can allow all of this other stuff, but these people right here, that is where we draw the line. I wonder who never mind. Philippians two twelve says, 
what I'm getting at, friends, is that you should simply keep on doing what you've done from the beginning. When I was living among you, you lived in responsive obedience. Now that I'm separated from you, keep it up. Better yet, redouble your efforts. Be energetic in your life of salvation, reverent and sensitive before God. And that's just a means of encouragement, too, to all of you, you know, those who are living out your faith, those who have a uh, dynamic faith that's stepping out, that's speaking out, that's working out. You know, keep on doing what you're doing because God will bless that and God will present you with the opportunities to present people with his love and his truth, right? Mm-hmm. But you can't you can't deliver the truth if they don't know that you they're loved because that just falls on deaf ears. Right. So we want to make sure that we're demonstrating that through our actions and through our life. And I love that you said that, Carrie, because I think that's so true that if you're living the life that that God has called you to, um, you don't you don't even need to tell people no. that you're a Christian. No. And don't get me wrong, I definitely think you should do that. But but I'm saying that if you're living a life you know, so-called, like, it's obvious that like, something is different about this person, yep. and this person is the kind of person that I want to be like and the person that I want to spend my time with. That's right. And if you're that kind of person, you can you can attract all sorts of people. Oh, yeah. You, you attract all sorts of You'd people. You'd be shocked. And, and it allows you, not necessarily, they may not come to faith that day, they may not come to faith that year. Planting those seeds, You're planting baby. seeds that Plant may seeds. end up changing people's lives. That's right. And that's what's been so amazing even so far with what we're doing is meeting people that haven't who maybe have gone to church but haven't served before mm-hmm. or meeting people who just have never even been part of a church and are like, you know what? I want to help change people's mm-hmm. lives. Or people who were kind of lower level volunteers like stepping up into leadership roles like just it's just the coolest. It's amazing. It's so cool. And we're so grateful to be a part of it. So thanks everybody for listening to uh, today's podcast. If you'd like to follow along more with what we're doing, you can follow us at Tribe Church Plainfield on Facebook and Instagram. You can read more about our story and how we came to plant Tribe Church on my blog, tribeliving.info. You could, of course, continue to listen to this podcast and uh, subscribe and uh, review. We do appreciate all of that. It goes a long way to making sure that other people can find the podcast, hopefully people around our area so they can attend uh, Tribe Church come September 16th. But we also have a gathering coming up on May 20th at the Plainfield Recreation and Aquatic Center on Vestal Road in Plainfield, Indiana from 6 to 7 o'clock. Once again, this is not Matt's normal voice. His regular voice should be joining us next week on the podcast. Yeah, I usually have more of a radio voice. That's what I originally went to school <laughs> very for. Very raspy. Yeah. yeah, very raspy today. Yep. Thanks for sticking with us in, th- in this podcast. We will see you next week.